is it cheating? I think in a relationship, you need to know the difference between inappropriate and cheating. And sometimes it's a very fine line. Well, back in 2011, Holly, Miguel, and I sat down. And especially when it comes to online situations, which one of these do you consider cheating? Which ones do you just consider inappropriate? And we get into that today on the show. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Welcome to the show. I am Steve Kramer. Thank you for being here. This is a feel-good podcast that I do with my mom every single day. We have three principles. We live, we laugh, we love my mom. It means we live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot, and we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. You know, I've got a question of how to, this won't so much relate to you, Mom. Well, you could actually give it to me from the opposite point of view, because I need to talk to people that deal with management on a regular basis. Um, I, you know, I obviously have a manager at the radio station, uh, mm-hmm. which is why I love the podcast, because I have one manager, and it's me. <laughs> uh, my mom is the co-manager. But <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how you deal with, when you think your boss is wrong, what you're supposed to do or say about it, right? And I, I continue to get caught up on this because I always want to try to explain why I think that they are incorrect. But then uh-huh. I feel like that never really gets me anywhere. <laughs> like uh-huh. I feel like, okay, and this is obviously just going nowhere. So today, like for example, my boss Tom gave me some feedback today, right? Mm-hmm. And what? here's what he said. He said, I want you to, what you need to do is before you tell a story, I want you to sit there and I want you to make a bullet point list of everything you want to say before you say it. And I'm sitting there thinking like, I'm not going to sit there and write a damn script out. That's for- what you told me about my Mom? Well, we're, we're a little bit different levels of professionalism, mother. <laughs> I hate to tell you this, but uh, I've been doing this a very long time. For broadcasting. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit there and make a list of everything I'm going to say before I say it. Like that would no. completely take away the authenticity of a conversation, right? Yeah. But he he really is like, he's like firm on this. And and like, so we compared basically just so spoiler alert of radio because I don't, I don't know you listen this long, but typically every two hours we do the same thing all over again, kind of like the local news, you know? Right. And so like the 740 version of it is like a, a kind of a longer form. And then it's 940, I'll do a summed up version. Like, yeah, I like that 940 version. I'm like, it's literally me coming like, so here's this, here's this, here's what happened, blah, that's it. And then we usually sum it up in about three minutes and it's very unemotional, unconversational. So th- listen, I fall into these pitfalls a lot and I'm sure that you do too if you have a manager, most people have a manager. How are you supposed to make your manager feel like they're heard even though you know they're wrong you know like mm-hmm. i know for a fact that there's not there's not going to be any any other radio personality in the world that would go or manager consultant or anything that would be like yeah you know you should totally make notes about everything you said no and i've been doing this for 15 years and never anybody told me that before you know what i mean uh-huh. so i feel like i'm right you know mm-hmm. but i just i i I feel like whenever I question him on, on things sometimes, and this is goes to for most managers, by the way, not just him. It's always like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. But why don't you just do it anyway? And I'm like, well, why are we even having this conversation? You know, what a, what's the point of having this conversation? If you just want to be right in the first place, why is this even up for a conversation right now? You know what I mean? Uh, mom, thoughts on that? Hmm. Like how yeah. are you supposed to, to, and you were, you were managed people for a long time, you know? Mm-hmm. So how do you, how do you, when, when you know that your person is maybe the people you managed, thought you were wrong. Is there a way for everybody to be happy in a situation like that? Hmm, I think so. I think if it were me, I would thank him for his feedback 
And I would say, but you know, for me, what has worked over the past 15 years is to do it like this. (laughs) And that is how I'm most comfortable. Can you understand what I'm talking about? <laughs> I yeah, I, uh, I, I think coming. that's a that's a nice um, fairy tale version of it. Yeah, and of course the manager's like, "Well, I am so sorry that I would even, even <laughs> no, that doesn't mean they're going to go back on what they said, but at <laughs> least you've expressed your feelings yeah. that you are professional and that that's how you like to do things. It's just it's just yeah, I, I don't know, and I'm sure everybody falls into this pitfall where like you mm. want to feel like your manager feels like they're heard. Like uh, I want them to know they're like I hear you, but I don't yeah. think you're right. Yeah. And like yeah. I don't think I have the audacity big. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's probably not the right thing to do. That is uh not how we're going to do things around here. So <laughs> I don't know. I just thought about the days. I just think you thank him for the feedback and do what's best for you. I think there's some people too, and I always um, am envious of people like this that can just lie to their manager and say, okay, cool, and then not do it. Uh I wish I could be one of those kind of people. It's like, oh my God, that's the best idea ever. And then walk out of the meeting and pretty much like middle finger the place, you know, like Uh not doing that. Uh Maybe that's the way, maybe that's the key to happiness, you know, is to like just give, give the people what they want. Just to be like, oh my gosh, thank you. I'm going to totally go do that tomorrow. I'm going to go write. Yeah. I'm going to go spend all night writing my notes for tomorrow's show so that I can read them back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I can't do that. It's just not my personality type, you know? Right. So I don't know. If you got some feedback on that, I, I don't even, I don't know. Like y'all haven't been calling all week this week. <laughs> I, <laughs> I literally sat down and took the message today and I'm like, well, okay, maybe we just shut the phones off because no, I don't know. No, no. No one's responding. We got no feedback for Ask My Mom this week for the first time. And I'm like, well, I don't know if anybody listens to this podcast anymore, but it's fine. Mm. If you'd like to to use our voicemail we pay a lot of money for, uh, the phone number is (laughs) 888-Kramer8. 888-Kramer8. Phones do work. We're standing by. Love to hear from you. All hours of the day, just (laughs) waiting for the calls. Uh, On on Wednesday, we sent a call Mom Tent. And Mom Tent is basically Mom content. My mom is a <laughs> subscriber to lots of email chains and blogs. And she um, always, when we first started the show, wanted to bring all those to the air uh, and or to the podcast. And I said, it's a little much, but we give her a very own segment on Wednesdays where she can bring whatever content she wants. It's her own segment. We call it mom tent. Yeah. So here we go. So it's pride month. And I can't believe that we haven't even acknowledged it, considering we have many gay people in our family whom we love and adore, yeah. especially your brother, Brian. Yeah. Um, so I thought I would just talk to you a little bit, have a conversation about the challenges of being, you know, a, a gay person or anyone in the LGBTQ community that's... Um, that's struggling and how, and how hard that is and how hard it is not only for them, but for all the people who love them that have looked at them differently. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I, I read, I did read an article um, from helppartners.com about some of the fears of coming out and it's being gossiped about or discriminated against or, experiencing harassment, abuse, or physical violence, being shunned by family or thrown out of their home, being rejected by religious, social, or other communities and groups, 
I'm sorry. I'm really, I'm, I, I do care about this, but can you just talk a little closer to the mic? Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm like struggling to listen. I'm like, I'm sure okay. everybody else is too. Okay. Okay. You want me to start over? No, it's okay. Um, okay. Losing their job or financial support or changing their relationships permanently. And so I was reflecting back on, you know, uh, your brother, mm-hmm. who is the closest person we are to someone um, that's gay. And when he came out, and I remember him saying, you know, he was in high school, and I think he did all the right things. He was dating a girl, and he knew that that was not the right track for him. And he began to discover he was gay probably somewhere in his sophomore year of high school. And he um, confided in a priest there at his school. He was in a private Episcopal school. That sent him to some support groups, unbeknownst to us. We thought he was going to study groups, and um, and that was fine. He was actually going to a study group, right? <laughs> he was studying about his sexuality. Yeah. Um, and so he didn't come out to us until after at his actually at his graduation. He wanted to invite a young man that he had been seeing for uh, for a little while to have dinner with us at his graduation dinner. And we certainly were very happy to do that. And, and at that dinner, it became clear to us that this guy was more than just a platonic friend. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then he went away uh, to, you know, a summer camp for boy scouts and he was working on, um, developing a camp for them and and Philmont and that was a great great honor to be you know asked to do that and he was very happy to do so um and while he was gone your dad was looking in his room because like I said we began to be suspicious at that point your dad more so than I Mm -hmm. and we found uh, a note from this young boy that he had invited to dinner and it was clear that that they were lovers and then he came home early from that boy scout camp because Is just, anybody lovers that age by the way that's a weird word to use at such a young age i don't know what, <laughs> i don't want anybody at the age of like 25 be? to be lovers what i don't know it's be? just i don't know it's just kind of creepy to think about at such a young age yeah yeah well boyfriend girlfriend i mean boyfriend yeah. boyfriend 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 they were okay. romantically interested in one another lovers they were like, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, so he came home early from the Boy Scout camp and called me up to, to meet with me at my office. I was working that day and, and I knew why he was coming. And then your dad came to my office shortly after that. He was coming in from out of town and, and we all had a conversation about it that was really lovely. And the good news, I think, for us, for, for Jim and me was that we had sought out um, my therapist to talk about our concerns and our thoughts and and how we could best parent um, a boy that we had always seen as straight. Yeah. That was obviously not straight, and uh, like, just could... sprinkle him with holy water. He'll he'll, he'll knock the gay out of him. <laughs> no, she wasn't that kind of therapist. <laughs> but it was good for us just to process our feelings, right? 
so that by the time we did meet with him, we were clear about our stuff and mm-hmm. and where we were going with it. And I think that was really healthy and good for him and for us. And then we, of course, we've moved on and it's a, you know, it's a moot point now. I mean, he was what, 18 then, he's now 41. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I, ju- I just want to give a shout out to you know, everyone that is struggling with being in the closet uh, because it's essential to your well-being that you claim who you are. Sure. And that I you're able to to not to live honestly and I just, to be you. I think it's just crazy that in 2021, we're still having to have these like coming out statements, you know. We just had one the NFL again this week and – I, I I I don't know, and you know me. I'm pretty. I'm extremely liberal, so it's different for me. And I know. That, yes. You know, not everyone listens podcasts is extremely liberal. I just don't know why it has to be public. Like it's not as straight people. We don't have to come out and be like, guess what? I'd like to let everyone to know that I am straight. Like <laughs> what? That's right. No, I understand, and, and I forget the football player that came out this week, but I like what he said is that you know, like we need more representation yes. in the community, you know, which is true. Yes. Like. You don't need to be high. Like if you are gay, you should be able to say that and say it like with pride, which is, you know, here we right. are. Uh, right. But, it, with, you know, the, the more you hide it and the more you make it seem shameful and you say or deny it or whatever else, you're obviously just doing kind of more harm to the mm-hmm. cause than good. I just I don't know. It just seems so crazy to me. Yeah, it's still. And I think it's getting a whole lot better. I mean, hell, when I look around the waterfront here in Baltimore, every everywhere is like lit up. Uh, yeah, with rainbow colors. Yeah, and, so awesome. You know, it's it's like you you feel you feel, and I don't even think we're really considered a very gay area. Uh, I would right. consider Baltimore like, like the gay mecca. I mean, DC is <laughs> is pretty gay, uh-huh. uh, but not so much Baltimore. But like, is there's a lot of there's I mean, you know, there's a lot of support for it now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just hate how it still has to be a thing. I mean. We told you a story yesterday in the good news. I mean, these happen all the time with people that are still like the story yesterday in the good news in case you didn't listen all the way through was this ice cream company or a store that had made a pride ice cream flavor. Mm-hmm. And then they had um, uh, gone through and um, uh, somebody had said, I'm never eating this ice cream again or whatever. And then the the person put that on Facebook and said, you know, we're going to give hundred percent of the proceeds to this organization. And they sold out of the ice cream and made five times more than they thought they were going to have to make. Some people were buying it, you know? Yeah. I just, I hate, I can't imagine just having to live Mm-mm. like in an authentic life, you know, no. I, 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 and that's how sad it, it must be and how weird it must be. I mean, I know all of us at some level wear some, some mask, you know, mm-hmm. um, but that's a, that's a, a big one because most of the masks you're denying wear, your entire truth. Well, I mean, it's not even because know? I think I think all of us at some point deny our truth, you know, because mm-hmm. in fear of, of ridicule. I mean, let's mm-hmm. just be honest. We all, I mean, everybody does. We all wear a mask of some mm-hmm. sort, mm-hmm. Uh, and fear of what people would think if we mm-hmm. were to just be honest. The thing with the gay one is like that's just 
that's just who you love, you know, like, and and my thing has always been, who cares? I don't care. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't care who you love. As long as you love somebody, you love them right. I don't care what. And they love you in return and treat you well. Who cares? Who the fuck cares? I don't understand it. How can you hate on that? Who cares? It It doesn't change you. I don't, the Bible says this. I don't know. It doesn't. No. But reflect back when you were in middle school. Yeah. And, and you learned your brother was gay. You knew your brother was gay before we did. Yeah. My gaydar has been on point for a very long time. Yes, it has. <laughs> but that was a challenge. Was. Do you remember that? I mean, you do you remember? Not really. I honestly about, don't. About having to tell your friends that your brother was gay? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I was probably embarrassed by it. Yeah. In a sense, I don't think I really care. I don't. I, I don't know. Maybe I don't remember. It's been literally so many years now. Yeah, uh, I was also in middle school. I don't think that's like the, the best. Well, point and of, we uh, also didn't make a big deal out of it right. in our family. Right. It was like Brian's gay. Yeah. Okay. Any questions? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, but I. I think, and this is. This is me talking from my ignorant straight perspective is I feel like this next generation mm-hmm. is really just like we could care less, nor do you necessarily need to be one or the other. Like you can yes. be somewhere in between the two and that's also fine. It just really doesn't matter. Now, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, parents, you'd have to help me out with that one because I'm just not sure if that's like the not the absolute truth. But I just mm-hmm. feel like we're we're coming along. We, we've made huge strides. Oh. Huge. In, in a short amount of time. Huge. Um, so I don't know. I, li- I like Pride Month. I was just I was thinking that the other day when I was down in um, um, Reston. I was like, it's just so much. F- it's so fun. It's such a yeah. fun month, and yeah. the colors and what it stands for, yeah. and everything else. You see everyone but, enjoying themselves. And yeah, being and gay. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's I just don't just know, like, fun. if you have a child that you, you know, think may be gay, mm-hmm. uh, how do you deal with that? You know, mm-hmm. like, what did you guys do when you started thinking? This is obviously years ago when it was like, mm-hmm. well, just pray to Jesus and maybe they won't be gay no more. No, you know, we didn't do that. <laughs> um, but what yeah. I mean, like, what, well, what did you guys do when you started to suspect it? Like I said, we went to my therapist and we talked through it. We talked through our feelings about it and our perceptions and and how we how can we support this young, wonderful human that we have always perceived being different than what he really is. Right. Um, right. How can we love him through it and and just support him in being who he is? Right. And so that's what I would encourage all parents to do would be to get your stuff out of the way. Yeah. So that you can be free to let your child express who they are and who they believe they are. And just listen, 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 and love, love, love. Yeah. Just love them through it. And and it will all it will all work out fine. Yeah. I mean, I I will never forget Brian saying you know, shortly after we had that first conversation, Mom, I can't tell you how grateful I am to be in this family because there are so many of my friends whose families have totally rejected them and who are, you know, wanting to commit suicide because of it. And I was right. like, that is just the most horrible thing I can imagine 
doing to my child. Right. It just, it just, oh, it's just unfathomable to me. But um, yeah, so just love one another and accept each other for who we are. Yeah. Who we are. There you go. All right. Let's uh, go ahead and get into our quote for today. Okay. It's from Barbara Gettings. Equality means more than passing laws. The struggle is really one in the hearts and minds of the community where it really counts. And that's true. You've got to have a strong community of support, just like you were talking about now, about how, you know, in in Baltimore, you see the flags and you see, you know, the acclamation of Mm -hmm. pride and not the shunning of it. Right. And that's where it really counts is how we love one another in community. Right. I was talking to Tom. We, Tom and I always meet for this, my boss again, um, for the longest time. And I don't know why we do, but we just do. It's both, it's both of our fault. We just get very sidetracked with like, <laughs> what about this? And what about this? And what about this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're just talking about just kind of catching up on life a little bit too and, and where we are. And he was asking me, am I feeling, you know, am I feeling better? And I, I keep telling the same thing where I'm like, you know, I like, I like the job a lot. I just don't feel, I don't really feel like settled here at all. You know, mm-hmm. I don't really feel, and that's talking about community. I, I've never been much of a, I mean, I'm an introvert, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I don't need a lot of people around me at all times. Like I'm good by myself and just, you know, I don't, I'm good. I'm good. Um, people honestly stress me out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the more, the more people around me, the more stressed out I get. Mm-hmm. Um, which has been really, it's been really funny doing radio with literally nobody in the studio. It's been a really <laughs> peculiar yeah. situation because Jess is still sits in the, uh, the side studio right. uh, before it was COVID. But now we're both just kind of like, we kind of like this to be honest with you. It's kind of <laughs> weird just to be in your own little box and, uh, just do your show that way. Um, with all that said, though, I, I think I, I've never understood the importance of community more than I have since I've been here. Mm-hmm. Like, I and I don't think I even really appreciated how much community I had in San Diego mm-hmm. until I left. Right. Um, and and it, wasn't, it wasn't like a massive community by any means, but I, I definitely, I would say, probably 20 solid people in that city that I genuinely cared about. And I knew that genuinely cared about me and I knew were, were there for me. And it's really weird living in a city where nobody really cares about you. I mean, not mm. like that, not like, Oh my God, but like, there's like, I, I think well, about this a lot. They don't know you. They don't know me. Like, like right. if something were to happen to me, what yeah. would I do? Yeah. I know. Like, what would I do? Thank like, God. If I, Jess if I is fell there. and I broke my leg. <laughs> yeah. Like who would take me to the hospital? Jess. <laughs> as long as Jess answers, I'm okay. But the one time Jess doesn't answer, like I am Garage in trouble. <laughs> I'm literally, I'm in a lot of trouble thinking about like, where I'm going, you know, like, like what would happen, you know, yeah. without a sense of community. And like, I'm, I listen, I'm trying to build one. It's not like I'm not trying over here. It's just. Right. Because we all know. do need, we need people in our lives. And I never realized we that all. as much until, until I got here, just how sure. much I really need. I mean, I've always known I need my family. Right. But like, I just didn't know that like I needed so many, you know, some, some people around me, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yep. We all need them. So. Yeah. There you go. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll get to a moment of Kramer history here in a couple seconds. Shout out to BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online therapy and counseling, and it's really a huge, powerful tool that you need to have in your back pocket for whenever you need it, right? It is online therapy and counseling that's done by professionals. It's just like going to a therapist's office, but it's so much easier, so much easier. 
within uh, 24 hours, you start communicating with your uh, online therapist, and it's great. Uh, and, and you communicate with them all the time. It's not like you have to have one session a month and that's it. I mean, with what I do, I do weekly meetings and then I can communicate with my therapist literally uh, all day, every day if I wanted to. And that's the difference that I think that, and that's why usually I knock out my issues so much faster than with traditional therapy. And it's cheaper than traditional therapy. That's the cool thing about it. So if you're dealing with stress, anxiety, uh, relationship issues, LGBTQ matters, they you know they have experts with those kind of things. And, and you go on, you take this little, I don't, I don't know if you want to call it intake survey, but you pretty much, you know, type in exactly the kind of help you're looking for. They'll ask you questions about the therapist that you want. And that's it. You find, they find a perfect therapist for you. And if you don't like them, you can literally switch it within just a couple of seconds. It's not like you got to walk all over or drive all over town, try to find another one you might match with. They're like, Hey, how about this person that meets all the needs that you're looking for? And if you guys vibe cool. And if not, you switch it out again. It's a great way to do therapy. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash Kramer. Join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, betterhelp.com slash Kramer. Also, it's a 12 free meal week on the show from our friends over at HelloFresh. HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. You skip the trips to the grocery store and you count on HelloFresh to make your home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. And it really does. My mom was talking about yesterday the, the fact that it's just there's no more meal prep. Think how much time like you're coming home from work or getting off your Zoom calls and it's like, oh man, what are we gonna do for dinner tonight? You know, let me think, what do we, what do we, what do we got in the fridge? Yeah. I see what we can throw together tonight. Mm. You know, it's the age old battle, but I would challenge that by saying that needs to be a battle no more because when you have got yeah, when you've got HelloFresh, everything comes to it. It comes to your door, you know? 27, over 27 recipes every single week to choose from. Vegetarian meals, calorie-smart meals. You get craft burgers, extra special gourmet options as well. There's something for everyone to enjoy. So this week specifically, I want you to go try because 12 free meals. Don't turn down free food. You know, like your grandma That's would right. your mom, your grandma would be mad at you for that one. <laughs> um, go to HelloFresh.com slash 12Kramer. 12Kramer, okay? HelloFresh.com slash 12Kramer and use the code 12Kramer for 12 free meals, including free shipping. It's HelloFresh.com slash 12Kramer and use the code 12Kramer or 12Kramer for 12 free meals, including free shipping. All right, so we're going to get to a moment in Kramer history in just a second. First, certified fans, hello. Thank you for being a part of the show and what you do. This kind of feels like the part, you know, like the part when you're flying. They think like they're frequent flyers, you know, or they're no. <laughs> gold medallion or, or you know, uh, credit card holders. We just want to give you an extra special thank you. That's what this basically this part of the show is, just giving a little extra thanks for those that give back to the show more. Uh, certified fans can just donate to the show. We're super appreciative of you, and it's just a few bucks a month and keeps the podcast going every single day. And so you you listen, you know, once a month or, you know, with all 20-some-odd, up 24 episodes a month, then uh, maybe you can, you know, help support our show and that'd be really helpful just text the word fans f-a-n-s to 888-Kramer8 and that comes with a bunch of perks too one of them of course is getting a shout out on the podcast and uh, yeah it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, a lot of support and we feel a lot of love from you so thank you so much uh, when we don't have somebody new we thank someone that's been here for a while and you can find out what number you are which I know is very fascinating to a <laughs> lot of people on here um, let's spin our wheel today we're going to spin the wheel figure out who they were going to thing. It's funny because I gave my mom such a hard time for so long because I said, you're picking the same numbers over and over. <laughs> and literally, I feel like this wheel picked mm-hmm. the exact same numbers mm-hmm. all over again. So we'll uh, spell. Not we'll my win. fault, though. 
spin the wheel <laughs> and uh, figure out who we're going to thank today as a certified fan. 152. All right. Certified fan 152. Let me go over here and scroll down to 152. It is Jamie G. Jamie G. Who I, Jamie G has been a big, um, big supporter of mine for a while. Um, oh, she right. owns a t-shirt company called hmm. the speeding crow. And oh, she, yeah. she used to make shirts for our, uh, our San Diego radio show all the time. And so Jamie G, you are a very nice person. And for you, here is your bonus. Whoop, whoop. Here we go. Whoop, whoop to Jamie G. There it is. Thank you very Excellent. much. And if you want to, uh, you want to be a, um, uh, part of our certified fans, text the word fans, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer-8. I'm, I'm going to encourage you to also go check out our merch store. Again, if you haven't checked it out in a while, it's there. It's got all kind of certified mom's boy stuff that you can purchase and support. And keep in mind, all that money also comes back and supports our podcast as well. So there's, you know, multiple ways you can, you know, listen, obviously listen to podcast is super important. Become a certified fan, buy the merch, um, support our advertisers. That's really like the, the ways that you're like, I really like this podcast. I don't want to do to help. And there's, there's a way you can help. So there that is. All right, mom, that is it for you today. I love you. Okay, honey. Love you forever. A moment in Kramer history. 2011, too. D. Welcome to a moment in Kramer history. Uh, this is where we look back at my radio career, and in case you don't know, I'm a morning show host. I'm guessing most of you know me pretty well by now. I've been doing this for a long time now, and haven't, been, haven't made any notes about stories that I was going to tell. Uh-uh, haven't. <laughs> uh, with that said, I... Uh, talked about a lot of ridiculous stuff and we actually i, I kind of like this conversation this in the summer of 2020 uh what you need to know is like during the summer you don't get a lot of phone calls in radio stations because there's you know kids are out of school and there's not as many people listening on the road right uh so you you kind of find a lot of internal show conversations to have that don't really need phones and we came up with this concept called like is it cheating where we would just throw out different scenarios and basically define like is it cheating if you do this or is it just inappropriate and this one actually think was really interesting because it had to do with online and with obviously it's 2011 so it's a little bit dated with just facebook conversation and myspace maybe uh but like this the principles still stand the same and see which ones you think actually apply we've done this project in the past where you know we still have different scenarios like he uh he's texting a girl in the middle of the night or he's hanging out with a girl too long or whatever yeah I wanted to take this, man, since everybody's talking about Anthony Weiner recently. Congressman Anthony Weiner says someone hacked his Twitter account posting a lewd picture of a man's body. The New York Democrat says he is considering legal action. Yeah, so this is the whole case behind this. Anthony Weiner saying, listen, I, yeah, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I sent naked picture messages to girls, but I never actually met up with them. Right. That's not cheating, right? Yeah, that's what he said. Now that we're so enthralled with Facebook and all these other Twitters and all these other things, it's cheating takes on a whole different meaning, I right. think. And really, is it cheating? Is what we are doing on Facebook cheating? The lines are really blurry. Is it not? Um, we put the question on Facebook last night. We said, what is considered cheating right. on Facebook? Mm-hmm. Miguel, what do you think the number one response was? Um, I think probably because we're talking about sending pictures, and that seems the most obvious, I would say probably sending naked pictures of people. Yeah, the one that I saw the most on my Facebook 
was sending messages that you probably wouldn't send if your spouse was around you. Right. Now, I'm a flirty person, and mm-hmm. I think that probably every single person in this room, every single person in this room has probably sent a Facebook message mm-hmm. that you would not want your significant other to see you send. Is yeah. that true? Yeah. Um, yeah, probably. Come on. You, you have had to say something. You're like, oh, this probably isn't the... I'm not, I'm not saying you're like, I want to... Yo. Oh. I'm just saying, you know. Well, just it, it, it will be just, something that if your spouse read it on their own without any context, it would be an issue. Really right. It would be an issue. I want to go over a few ish, a few things that could happen online. Okay. And I want you to tell me all of these. I think we can go ahead and define as inappropriate. Yes, right. absolutely, absolutely. But is it cheating? Mm-hmm. Is it cheating? Let's start with is sending naked pictures. If a, if a guy or a girl is sending a naked picture to your significant other. Mm-hmm. Is he cheating? Not that he's sending them to them, but he is receiving. So he's receiving. He's receiving naked picture messages and wants to receive them. And wants to receive them. Is that cheating, Holly? Yes. Why? Because why? Like it's one thing to look at adult material where it's. So that's cheating to you. In the re- yes. That's the- grounds for split. Grounds for split because why are you you know asking someone that you know to see their unclothed body? That's True. against the rules of the marriage, you know. Miguel, is it cheating? Yeah, definitely, because you're taking that picture and you are internalizing that person, and you're using that because you're not just going to hang it on your wall. No, you're going to be probably doing something so that you should be thinking about your spouse. You with. know them. He's receiving. I would say. I would say. Yeah, that's probably. That's yes. Definitely. All right, how about if they are sending, this is now sending, not receiving, but sending clothed but suggestive pictures. So, like, for example, I'm thinking of this from a girl. Uh, maybe it is like a picture of her and her bra. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and your, your woman, in our case, is sending that. Or maybe if you are a woman and you're married to a dude who is sending, like, a picture of him in his boxers. Right. Okay. Or maybe it's like a kissy face or like, a, you know. I, I, Something well, suggestive. I mean, it's very suggestive. It's sort of like what um, the congressman did. Right. He sent a, 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 to- a topless picture yeah. of himself to a woman. Yes. Is it, is it cheating? That's cheating. Really? Yes. Because um, what other pretext are you sending it on? You're not trying to be like, hey, let's let's go to lunch real quick. Here's my naked <laughs> torso. See, for some reason, I say it's not cheating. I so say, let me it's get this straight. It's inappropriate. But I wouldn't be like, why are you cheating on me? What? You're telling me that if your wife is sending bra shots to my husband, you don't think that's cheating? No. No, I don't consider it cheating. I consider it highly inappropriate. Right? I think you would flip your I lid. But I don't consider it cheating. I Miguel? absolutely think it's cheating because you are crossing that balance from just being friends to now you are cheating because you what you are going into that realm to where you are emotionally and physically connecting with someone. Let's take this down a notch, okay? okay. Obviously, with, with the nudity and the suggestiveness, that's fine. What if a guy sends, your man sends a message to a girl that says, your new profile picture makes me think bad things. Is that cheating? No. No. I don't think that's cheating. See, I think that's more cheating than sending a suggestive picture. No, I don't think so because you don't ever know the tone of words. So whereas- you, you see your husband sending a girl a message that says, your profile picture makes me think bad Yes, things. because it can be a general statement. It can be a little statement put out there like um, it's in the same vein as like, you make that shirt look good or something like that's being flirty. That's not cheating. Mm. That has no bearing on I think it's your t- relationship. I think it's crossing that boundary. I yeah. think it's crossing that boundary of 
too far. Like you, yeah. you've crossed that threshold. Because here's the difference between you're like, well, you said suggestive pictures. How is that not bad? The suggestive pictures, I would say, is a general idea. It's not currently directed to someone. You know what I mean? Yes, it is. No, 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 no. If, if like if it, if it came with a message like, oh, I wish you would touch me all over my body right now, that's directed towards someone. But you're sending it to them. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It, it, like, I don't know the context of the picture. I have to look at it just in general. Do you see what I'm saying? What other context does someone in their bra have? I don't know. I don't I know. Say that there is no, like Holly said, if your wife sent her husband a picture of herself in her bra. And she was like, is, what? I just wanted your opinion on my new bra. Yeah, there is no what? context besides. No, I don't, I still don't think it's cheating. But Miguel, if somebody sends a message mm-hmm. saying your new profile profile picture makes me think of dirty things. I think it's cheating. Yeah, I Because think so. that's such a loaded statement right there. I don't care how you look at it. You're cheating. Having long, emotionally in-depth conversations. In a private message, is that cheating? I say absolutely. That's the worst kind. Really? That's the worst kind would on you, this entire list. Would you rather have a naked picture or yes. in a conversation? No, really? I would rather have a naked picture. Cheating? I Miguel? actually said not cheating. Why? Because I, there are a lot of people that I, my, I have friends for different reasons, and I have friends that I do have long, in-depth, emotional conversations with. Right. And so to me, that's not cheating. That's just my friend that I'm connecting with. Maybe it's, you should consider it cheating. Maybe you're a cheater. I, I don't think so. Not at all. Because if, how would you if, feel? Turn it around. Your boyfriend mm-hmm. is having these long. Oh man, we just we have that connection. I'm so glad to have you in my life. Blah, 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 blah. Is that cheating? Nope. Wow. It's not cheating. It's it not cheating oh. because especially if this is someone that they knew before me and they've been friends for a long time. This is shaky ground. Because right, let me give you let me give you the hardest one. Okay. Let me give you the hardest one. Constantly commenting on the same person's pictures. And on their wall. Every day they are commenting on something mm-hmm. on that person. Is that cheating? Constantly giving that online attention to one person. Is that cheating? No. Why? Because it's inappropriate. Yes. But I see how it could happen innocently enough. Let's say you are friends with someone or maybe you know how Facebook is set up so that you see people's stuff all at the same time. Yeah. I don't think that's cheating. I just okay. think it's, it, you know, if you stop and think about it, it's inappropriate. Not cheating. Cheating not or not cheating, cheating Miguel? No not cheating. Yeah, I would say, man, if it's if it's no. in public, if everybody can see it, I don't think you're up to anything because you, you're not going to just put that out there yeah. and be like, hey, you're so hot. I can't wait to get with you. Run these down really quick, Holly, to make sure we know for once and for all, is this online cheating or not? OK, basically get, get ready to really draw back on because sending naked pictures, cheating, sending clothed but suggestive pictures, cheating. Sending a message that says your new profile picture makes me think bad things. Cheating. (laughs) Having long, emotionally in-depth conversations and private messages. Cheating. Constantly commenting on the same person's pictures in their wall. That's okay. Okay. (laughs) So you got that at least. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Care Of. Care Of is really cool because, you know, you how, how do you honestly deal with your vitamins? Honestly. Are you an everyday kind of person? No. Do you even take vitamins? Maybe not. Well, you know, it, it's all about getting into a routine, which is the most important. I'm actually really good about taking vitamins. Uh, I don't know why. I just am. have been for a long time now. Maybe because I'm just hypochondriac. I want to make sure I'm always feeling good at all times. Uh, but it takes about 30 days for you to see the benefits of your new routine. And so what Care Of does is they you go on, you take this little intake survey. It's basically 
basically like meeting with a nutritionist one on one, same kind of thing without having to leave your house. And then what they'll do is they recommend all kinds of supplements depending on what you want to work on or what you think you could use improvements on. And then they'll ship your supplements to you every single month. So you don't have to worry about going back to the store to getting them or even which ones to buy. It's a really easy process. And I, I find it a whole lot easier to get my supplements every single month because of it. Um, I highly recommend you do it right now because Care is offering that 50% off special that we talked about. So it's 50% off your first order right now. Go to takecareof.com, enter code Kramer50, takecareof.com, and then enter enter the promo code Kramer50 to get 50% off. I mean, if you want to start getting on a healthier track, keep your body right. You know what I found is that uh, now that we're getting back into the – real world, if you will, around a lot more people, like keeping your immune system high is going to be important. So do it. Takecareof.com. Enter the code Kramer50. All right. Good news time. Both actually coming from Florida today, but two very different reasons. There's some law enforcement officers that work together to prevent what could have been a really bad Father's Day. Uh, The Flagler County Sheriff's Office reported they received a call from a mother at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning saying her 17-year-old daughter was threatening to harm herself and then left the house. And they headed to the location where they expected her to be, and they found her on an overpass that was on the uh, I-95 and obviously, you know, threatening to jump. Well, multiple agencies responded to the scene, and after being informed the girl doesn't like men, they actually worked to get some female negotiation teams over to the rescue. It was Deputy B. Jenkins and Deputy B. Vinci that negotiated the team for hours. And in the end, it was Deputy B. Jenkins that was able to grab her hand and secure her to the rail, the handrail, with handcuffs. The rescue team then were able to get her to the ground safely, and they used a um, uh, fire engine ladder to uh, to be able to get her down. Obviously, could have been a very tragic situation, but because with these awesome people who are able to do their job so effectively, I can't imagine. Listen, I you know I deal with depression, anxiety a lot, but I can't. Yeah, I I I, I feel so bad for people that are like I'm literally like like they're not just saying it, but like they're literally like making the plans to like do things, and it's thankful for teams that are there to be able to talk them out of it, you know, and like where will her life be in like 20, 30, 40 years, you know, where like, imagine if those people weren't there. It's just crazy. You start thinking about it. Uh, there's a high school principal now, uh, also in Florida, that went above and beyond for his class of 2021. It is Mananza High School, and the principal's name is Jeff Reeves, and he spent the last few months of high school creating personalized notes for each graduating senior. He read through transcripts, emails, and used personal memories to write 459 letters. And when the teens arrived at graduation, they found their note on their seat, and they received their diplomas. The principal, Jeff, said that uh, the process was good for him because he was able to give him a chance to learn more about each student. And he wanted to uh, do something special because obviously the impact that COVID had for them for the last two years. So that's a lot of letters. It's a lot of letters, but really special, I'm sure, to receive on um, on graduation day. Yeah, it's funny. I give Tom, my boss, a hard time. He's a good boss, though. He is a good boss. I, I, I think out of all the bosses that I've had, he's uh, he's top two. He's top two. He's a good guy. Uh, but, you know, he's still a boss. And bosses at the end of the day are just annoying, no matter who it is that you're talking about. Um, and it was funny because I found this one. Uh, her name is Maria Bamford. And she's talking about having female bosses sometimes can be tricky. I support the ladies. I'm a ladyist. Um, but sometimes, sometimes it's hard when you work for, like, a lady boss. Like, especially when she tries to act like she's your friend. 
Calls you honey and sweetheart and girlfriend. Hey! I want you to take a break, take a walk, get me a latte, and it's 2% milk. You should know that by now. <laughs> I am having a party at my house this weekend, and I really want you to come and meet some really cute, really available men at the door. Park their cars, take their coats, and speak only when spoken to. Yeah, like, what am I here for? What's the point? Am I working or am I hanging out? All right. Love you so much. Thank you so much for listening today. Appreciate you so much. And if that doesn't come across this podcast, please let me know because I really want to make sure you feel appreciated and just being here every day and helping grow the show. So uh, do this. You can always text the word FANS, F-A-N-S to 888-Kramer8. And uh, that's it. That's going to do it for the podcast today. I love you so much. And I will see you tomorrow for another Ask My Mom. Okay. Love you. Bye-bye. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.